Hi guys, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we're going to answer another listener's question, and we're talking all things equipment. And to help us out, Bernard's back. So let's get into this. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Phil. And Bernard, hello. Philip, thank you. Great Thanks for here. coming back yet again. Yet again. My pleasure. It's like we haven't left the place. No, it's like we haven't left this little room at all in the last no. six hours. <laughs> Would you like to tell the people what you were doing here? I was here to pay my membership because I've yeah. joined the Heritage. Very nice. Um, one you of just, my favourite golf yeah. courses in the country. Yeah. Real stern test of golf. Trying to play more golf, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, been coaching a lot and custom fitting a lot the last few years and when you're involved in golf sometimes you can actually stop playing yeah. so played a couple of pro-ams last year really enjoyed it and uh, I just want to kind of keep my game in, in, in sharper condition yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, e- even some of it is to kind of get to know the handicap system a little bit better because oh, yeah. when you're a little bit on the outside and you kind of uh, you don't get invested in as much as probably I should so yeah but it, there's a lot to be said there I think you, you, you said something that people can really uh take on board there is you you have very good technique you're technically proficient yeah but if you're not playing a lot yeah it doesn't like you miss that sharpness that you can have that, 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 that even like how far does a ball go what's yeah. your, a lot of it comes down to feel for chip shots and pitch yeah, shots yeah. the clip can yeah. feel totally alien in your hand yeah. if you're not used to having a scorecard on, in your hand it's totally different mm. than going out and playing the back six and ace and just kind of hitting it around without any consequence so yeah, yeah. Like, you know luckily enough the heritage are going to let me kind of play in some of the members competitions and things yeah. like that so it's 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 something I really missed being a, a PGA pro for the last God, what was it, 15 years or so that you missed that uh, Sunday or weekend environment and playing with the yeah, lads and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think the new handicap system with all its faults and stuff and, and good points, but it allows a PGA pro to actually get a handicap yeah, and, yeah. and play as a member in a club. And, and do you know, not a, not a tremendous amount of pros actually know that. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I've said it to other pros and they're like, no, I have no, no handicap. I can't have a handicap yeah. and it's like, what, yeah. what, the new system is built for that, sure. you know, so everybody can be competitive, like, you yeah. know, uh, together. But you're right, like, yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, I, I can't play for, you know, the Pierce Purcell team and things <laughs> like that. But What? Why uh, not? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I, I just to, to try and... Um, just have another outlet I suppose and, and be social myself so not only are you the head pro in my home club you're actually a fellow member in my away club now as well yeah Good. wow it's, it's an honour wow wow so you're looking forward why to couldn't this? you have joined somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. word have me <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, do you know what I'm looking forward to uh being able to have a great four ball to play like captain's prize and oh yeah you know yeah. and all those sort of oh yeah who's going to be the fourth um, oh. are you asking me what well, there's a few out there I think Chris is sort of yeah slipping That's, in for now we'll yeah. see how he behaves <laughs> yeah get rid of some of that Cobra gear Oh God! Well, it seems wow. to be a lot of good players here in the, in the heritage looking at the handicap yeah, sheet. Very a lot, promising. A lot of good players here. Yeah, we're going to do things this year in senior cup. But there's a lot of activity happening here at the heritage. Like there is, you know, there's so a lot of people. You're joining. involving yourself, Ryan, in the senior cup team, is it? Going to give some advice. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that is very valuable advice. Well, as you've won some it. would say. How many some times have you won it with Warren just, just won the one senior cup. And Barton Shield. Two of them. Beaten okay. four finals. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So in-depth advice. Yeah. Well, can you, can you well, there's give us actually, some nuggets of information. There was a pod. When's the pod coming out? It was out yesterday. Yeah. But we talked match, about yeah. inter-club stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 plenty of practice matches. Mm. Yeah, we're going to try but, and organise um, one with Nias, I think. You, uh, you alluded to something in the Friday Quiz podcast. I did. Yeah, you did. Unknowingly. Unknowingly. Oh. Unknowingly. And now, in your hand, you were playing with it. Golf ball. Golf ball. Yeah, we missed that sort of, that one we done with Harry Black. And he asked well, the no. question. I think it's like a pivotal part of everyone's game, isn't it? It is, but uh, I wanted to talk about equipment. Yeah, you know what's necessary, what 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 you can skip and stuff like that, and what is really beneficial to get good advice. Because like, so I want to touch on custom fitting because a listener did ask a question in the custom fitting uh, realm, but um, you, Bernard alluded to you playing Wilson next season. Yeah. Does that include you playing the Wilson ball? Definitely at the start. Why at the start? Well, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, the Wilson staff ball has been around a couple of years now. Mm. number of guys playing it on tour. As soon as you see a, one of the guys in tour pegging it up, it has to be a good ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I use a lot of them for custom fitting. Yeah. yeah. In the studio. The Trackman studio. I think yeah. the, the numbers are very, very solid out of them. Mm. Uh, you, you get the odd ball, I've noticed. I won't make mention the brand, but it's questionable numbers. So the Wilson's actually been one the of best the best. Uh, I may, I may know that brand. Yeah. Because I had questionable flights sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was interesting. But uh, Wilson are. On the up. On the up, definitely. Uh, that golf ball is one of the hardest changes to make. Yeah. You've been using the Strixen. Z-Star yeah, for, for two or three years now. Now, yeah. why, why do you use it? Why? Yeah, why? Because Bernard got me six dozen free. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard nearly uh, spat up all his coffee there. <laughs> no, how did I get into the Strixen? It was actually, I'd say it's a couple of years now. Looking, it was actually looking at Cameron Champ, so leading driving distance sort of and accuracy yeah. on tour. He plays the G four two five and the Strixen, mm. so he done more testing than I ever could. Yeah, I know we swing it very differently. Yeah, but looking at his numbers, it was the it was the best combination. Mm. Yeah, and would you recommend? maybe directed up out to you guys would you recommend average club players to experiment with different golf balls or well, I think what, the how most would important you go? thing is as long as they play consistently with the same ball mm. knowing how it reacts around the greens how it feels off the putter chipping the ball flight when, when we yeah. play little chipping games you I, used to Strixen I tried to Strixen and it didn't it Totally different reaction. Came off the face, what? Hotter, softer. It just, I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know its spin character. It spun a lot more than the Pro V1, which I used. Because it just checked, it just checked up. And I was like, whoa, what's, what's that? Normally spins less. I would expect the opposite, but. Yeah, because yeah, I spin it so it much. It depends on the player. It does, well, yeah. yeah, within reason. 
Like mm. I used to spin it a lot with driver and my irons, and that's sort of one of the main reasons, other than the Cameron Champ story. It's mm. right, it I think takes spin what, off it. What you're asking is like, does uh, your average golfer benefit from playing a Pro V one? Uh, not a Pro V one, but just premium golf premium ball. Golf ball. <laughs> Not or even the same a, pre- a premium golf ball. It's like I, how, how, what's the best method? Like, what's the best method for them to pick a golf ball? Because it shouldn't be solely based on price. Yeah, like each yeah, ball. Like, let's say in Titleist, Titleist have four golf balls at their premium. They have the Pro V One, Pro V One X. Pro V1 X left dash. I think they have another one now. Left the dot dash. AVX. Yeah, and the AVX, then the a- yeah. AVX as well. You know, so there's four different golf balls just in their premium section. And they're all, I think the AVX might not be a five piece golf ball. I'm not sure, but they're, they're all five piece pretty much. Uh, when you go down to, and that's why they're premium. Mm. Um, also, the quality control on, on Titleist, the super tight. They're, they're known as like it's it, from what I'm hearing that it's easy to make a golf ball to make a million of them all at the same kind of uh, tolerances. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. Um, but during the winter as well, using a softer compression golf ball is a good idea, especially mm. for someone who may not swing too fast. Yeah, three piece, three piece. Yeah, I, mean, I go back to Strix and like that AD three 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 golf ball is is really really tough quality. For yeah, you had a lot of guys coming in here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Callaway Callaway got into a little bit of trouble a couple of years ago. Um, you may remember one of the uh, companies was slicing golf balls in half. Yeah. Look at them. Oh, very their, their core was definitely not yeah. in the core. So what would happen then is when you might hit a putt or a drive and starts to wobble a bit and yeah. go a little bit yeah. askew. So they actually invested a lot of money into the ball plant uh, to get them yeah. better. But a lot of golf ball manufacturers, they don't actually manufacture the golf balls like Titleist, don't they? Titleist they do. hire companies. They do, but yeah, some other companies would yeah. kind of um, also source yeah. their but manufacturing. Get, yeah, sorry, again off topic here. <laughs> but getting back to the point, like, let's say those those four balls in Titleist, each of them are designed to fly at different trajectories yeah. and spin yeah, levels. Spin, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so like... They even switched around the Pro V1 and the Pro V1X yeah, over the last yeah. couple of years. And yeah. some people don't know that. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the X predominantly spun less than the yeah, and Pro now V. It, now it spins more <laughs> yeah, than the Pro yeah, V1X than yeah. the regular Pro V. Uh, I like this is going with different, obviously, how drivers are performing mm. as well. And it became very popular for drivers to be, uh, we spoke about it earlier, and very low spinning. But mm. low spinning can be less... Um, forgiving forgiving yeah so you need to get that right it can also be less distance yeah absolutely yeah you know people don't yeah. people don't realize that spin you know, you know you, spin you go keeps from, the ball up in the air from 2000 revs to 3000 revs you're going to lose some distance you probably gain some accuracy you go to 1500 revs and that ball hits the ground and it can really rotate or go offline a lot further yeah so it's it's finding that mixture. I'm finding that recent custom fitting, trying to get a little bit higher than what has previous been two and a half thousand revs to yeah. two thousand seven hundred to three thousand, because the ball goes so fast off the face. Yeah. Nowadays, you can, you can allow for that little bit of a loss of distance. Yeah, and like the reason, like I I struggle with dynamic loft. I, I can send the ball up too high and stuff like that. That's one of my main reasons that I switch golf balls. You know, so you played what ball? Which ball? I was using the TP5X. Yeah, and you're now in a Pro V1 to bring. So they they should be a similar type of golf ball. Similar enough, the yeah. X just went really high. 
spun more. So I wanted to counteract that and I used the golf ball as a... Something Rory, Rory's done. That was interesting. Was you see that article Paul Kimmage wrote? Yeah. Did you see it? No. But his wedge came basically. So Rory was, was ranked 125th, Ryan, in strokes player. gained from, from 120, 125, 125, something like that. Yeah. And then happened to be on the range. The golf balls might have been different on the range um, and ended up kind of using the, the TP5X instead of the TP5. And literally went from 150th and strokes gained to first because the ball spun less. Mm-hmm. So he had much more control and when it hit the green that it stopped dead rather than spinning back. Yeah. With a fir- yeah. with the not as um, a low compression ball. Mm-hmm. I always said, you know, like if you remember when he won in Congressional, when he was in the Pro V mm-hmm. and his wedge game, like he literally I think he hold two wedges maybe that week. Mm-hmm. And he had a number of stuff like the highlight reels or basically Rory hitting wedges close. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I remember that that was something else. Yeah. yeah. So now he's near back to that level. Yeah. It's like his wedge game at the moment is yeah. And literally down to the golf ball. Yeah. And like he, he, he went through a stage of changing lie angles and shafts and stuff. Mm. And sometimes you need to do that. You need to kind of get it out of your yeah. system, experiment with it a bit. Yeah. But I, I definitely, if there's anyone listening that's kind of teenager on the way down, changing clubs a lot is not the answer. I unfortunately went down that route as a kid oh, and it uh, made, made we me worse. Right. I thought yeah. you were talking about the last two months. No, well, this, this is experimentation <laughs> phase here. Yes, now. winter work. But funny, like, <laughs> when I was maybe 15 or so, I had this set of knockoff Lynx black cat <laughs> irons, right, that <laughs> I loved, right? And my dad got me a set of Ping I 2s. like classic oh, yeah. so I nice. thought okay he's, he's playing well he's getting better these are going to make him better maybe worse they were too heavy and too long and I would need I wanted to go back to the old ones but like just they were gone and mm. traded in and it actually made me worse because they weren't they were, this is kind of before custom fitting was yeah very bought popular. off the shelf basically bought off the shelf made me worse yeah so uh, I'm uh a big advocate of getting the right weight of clubs into juniors' hands, and, and obviously so other, yeah, every yeah. player, women especially. The women's clubs have become a hell of a lot better. Where it used to be, major manufacturers are basically what's it called? Shrink it and pink it. <laughs> <laughs> so get a men's club, cut, cut it, it down, down, and color it in pink. Whereas now the modern day pink clubs and tailor made have new ones out as well that are proper length, proper weight, proper grips. Mm. Um, so customi- so customizable, if that's a word, mm-hmm. that uh, for every standard of golfer. And Ping do a great one with the Prodigy series as well that you can mm. get fit. They're kind of targeting maybe 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, get fit for them. And then two years later, you can send them back to Ping and... Um, They'll reshaft them and regrip them and reweight really, them yeah. for that's free. A good service. That's, you you that's, just pay for the epic. for the postage. It's yeah. an incredible um, service. Ping and that that, that, like that came down to you know the drive chip and put. Yeah, yeah, in Augusta. yeah, yeah. The Solheim family who own Ping were at it, mm-hmm. and they saw these kids with ladies' clubs and long men's clubs. Where we've got to do Gripping something down here. Gripping mm-hmm. down the shaft. You see that technique where they start reverse pivoting because this club is too heavy for them. Yeah, yeah. And they, they brought that out. The Prodigy series. That's brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Super. Because I was only talking about my daughter wants to, she wants to save up for a new, she wants you to fit her for clubs because she, you know, she's like, she wants to get good at golf and stuff like brilliant. that. And uh, there's a picture of me in the house 
with a, a cut down golf club. That's yeah. what we grew up with. Yeah, like. I did too, My granddad yeah. would take a golf club, literally snip it at the end. Yeah. And that was it, like, you yeah. know. But that was super stiff, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Triple X flex there in your yeah, eight years of age. Yeah. That's stiffer than what you'd be playing with. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So there is, there is a lot to be said for that. But um, one thing that I wanted. I've been on the tee box many times, right? Many times. Many Looking times. Looking at your arc, yeah. <laughs> yeah, many yeah, How many, sorry for interrupting, how many rounds did you play last year? 165? Well, Arcos tracked 135 rounds, oh, 135 but I, I deleted enough. a lot of them and a lot of, them, a lot of rounds I didn't count. They were only counting rounds. Basically. They were only, yeah. But so. it, it goes to show, like, getting on the golf course. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot to be said for, like, being on course rather than being on the range. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we, range we, is important. Yeah. There's no denying mm, it. I, we I talked think, to this. Yeah. I'm thinking back to... It's hard to bring your range game to the to the course. It really is. It can be, yeah. And I, I think back to... Because it's, it's mental. Shane, how Shane Lowry got so good. Mm. Like, Dave uh, Lowry, who's his cousin, and I were best friends, and we used to take him out a couple of times. And, like, Shane would never see a practice round or practice area but he used to play all the time yeah jumping a buggy in Esker Hills and he used to say if, okay if it wasn't two under after five holes I'd start again mm. and there's no substitute for playing the game yeah yeah. Um, so what you're doing and getting on the course getting the ball in the hole yeah. that's it a range is great for changing well, technique that's, that's but how you're playing off a, a flat mass well. yeah, yeah to yeah. a target that's way out there you don't have to bother picking up the golf balls yeah yeah it's totally different yeah. isn't it Monty was the same Monty used to boast he never practiced but he played 36 holes a day <laughs> that is practice <laughs> yeah without knowing see it as practice, yeah. yeah but um, I did want to like here, here, here's the thing. So many times I've been on a tee box that I say it's a par tree. Okay. I don't know, it's 160 yards. And uh, the person you're playing with. And equipment is so different nowadays, right? And this is a point I want to bring up because I want to kind of get rid of this out of the game. I'd love to get rid of it. The person you're playing with, the group you're playing with, turns around and goes, what you hit? And like, you could, you know, seven. You know, then next round, oh yeah, I'll hit a seven. You know? Yeah. We're all playing different clubs, different lengths, different lofts, built for different things. Mm. Some can be built for speed, ball speed, like the hollow head designs, yeah, like yeah. speed foams, you know? And then that influences the decision of the other person, mm. you know? Um, part of it is ego, but I, I also think part of it is naivety. People don't know that some clubs, a seven iron is 35 degrees in some clubs yeah. and it's 28 degrees in another yeah, club. Time, yeah. The difference in that is just unbelievable. Like I'd love to get rid of that because it, uh, like I've been witness to it firsthand. Like I've, I've hit a seven iron on a green and a two outlets pick seven irons and they put it in the water just because they're yeah, trying yeah. to hit seven iron, yeah. you know, without realizing that everybody... Like, there's so much different technology in the club head today, like, you know. This is like, how do you get better at golf? Like, know your distances and not looking at what your playing partner's doing. Uh, by the way, in a rules question, are you allowed to ask what the person hit no. in competition? No. no. Just like, take a quiet sort of look. We see yeah. hours, yeah, keep the eye on it. Yeah, I, I've actually remember somebody, it was some interclub event, somebody asked, what did you hit there? And your man goes, I'm taking the hole off you. Ask now, the person they were playing what to hit. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why would you do that? I know. You can ask after <laughs> after you both of you's 
Yeah, I think so. I, I just, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you look at, uh, we say, P797 iron TaylorMade yeah. compared to what you're using, the MC. Like you, you'd hit the P790 probably 15 yards, if not more longer, with a lot yeah. less spin. So it's when, even when it hits the green, it's going to bound on more, whereas your MC, because it's... Uh, it's weaker. D- different type of loft and different, um, different center of gravity. Like, it's yeah. just going to perform totally different. So, yeah, yeah it's, that's obviously a pet hate of yours. But like it really is because I see people throw away a lot of shots because of it. You know, I see people take clubs that they wouldn't usually take and understanding and having a conversation with some guy. And it was, this was just a, a casual round. He said, what are you hitting here? And I can't remember what club. Um, I said but I said I looked at his clubs and I said yeah but your clubs are a lot different than my clubs like you know yeah. and like and then you'll get some people who will say oh what you hit in there and you'll be like oh five irons I only hit a seven and it's like yeah "Yeah, but you got a P790 in your hand there like you know that way it's it's totally different like one of my pet hates is seeing say interclub teams okay and you're playing the four sum or four ball Mm. and the other player reading the putt for you. Mm, yeah. Because you might be someone who yeah. sets up two degrees open and they might set up two degrees closed yeah. and they see their putt has been, we'll say, an inch on the right and you might see it an inch on the left, you know, just depending on, on your stroke. So like it actually makes no sense for you to help each other out unless you know that you both aim the exact same every single That's time. That's funny you say that. Because on C point on 18, you asked me for the line. Yeah. And on <laughs> Valtre on the 18th, you asked me to help you with the line. We both held it. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was a meeting lesson. <laughs> Nothing to do with the person hitting the pot. It's all down to you, Phil. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't mean to agree with that, actually. <laughs> no, I... Uh, it's an, it is an interesting concept, but that's neutral setup and stuff like that. You yeah, can't yeah. help each so other. Like, in an ideal world, yeah, great. But mm. if you're two different putting styles and even two different types of putting um, mm. putters that you're using, be it a, a face balance or um, toe hang or anything like that, you're, mm. you're going to see different reads on the green. Yeah, I remember getting a fitter from my putter and uh, I was told that... Uh, I have a severe arc and how I square the face <laughs> severe. <laughs> how I square the face at impact. It's just doesn't unique, Ryan. Very, very unique. Because you tested me when I said that. Yeah. And it I did come up severe arc. Severe arc. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did you use that ping uh putter fitting thing? Putter fitting thing. Yeah. Done it with Phil and it came out correct. Get put him in like a classic ping blade. Blade. Answer was it? Ping answer, yeah. and then I done it, and it gave me the mallet. All oh, right, so something very yeah. similar to what we were using. Yeah, so yeah. an excellent bit of. It's a, it's a very simple bit of kit. You actually what put your iPhone into a kind of a cradle, cradle. that attaches to the shaft. shaft. Yeah. yeah, you can play a kind of a game on it as well to look at your closure rates. Yeah, mm. and then it can, it can compare you to like PGA Tour players. Yeah, yeah. What's pretty do. cool. Yeah, I want I wanted to get it for just practice, but uh, you have to have a retailer account for. It. All right, I'm sure. Well, I'm <laughs> sure you, you know somebody who is t- pretty tight with ping, <laughs> but. Uh, the whole, basically, the questions I'm asking in this is, what is necessity? Where where to spend money on equipment, driver, and how how 
Like, where's the best spend on equipment yeah. for a player to... Because golf's an expensive game. Yeah. It is, like... And after coming back to the game, I'm after spending a lot of money mm. in the last while, in the last couple of years yeah, it's on a, golf. it's a big investment, and it's not something that you need to change clubs all the time. No, no. Uh, you have changed your driver over the space of a year, and mm. your swing has evolved over that time. Yeah. Reshafting clubs isn't necessarily um, a bad idea, especially with the driver. Cuts down a little bit of cost my feeling with the driver is I don't think they're going much longer they're definitely getting much more forgiving 100% yeah 100% um, say it there someone said spin. forgiveness well consistency consistency <laughs> oh you got oh, it I got it now you got it there it's yeah. handy enough yeah, it's only the 30th attempt <laughs> two weeks out of like, the most important club in the bag is the driver if you can drive it over 220 yards you're hitting it past 220 yeah. I think is it 70% of golfers oh, at least at wow. least yeah most people and this is a, a you know real pet hate of mine most people think they hit it further than they do mm. um, more so with the irons maybe but to get it properly if you were to invest 600 quid in your game a driver all day long probably then you need to look at changing a wedge your favourite wedge every yeah. season yeah, like you should be like for the amount of golf you play, you need two or three wedges a season, mm. or, or even even for a sponsor. The amount of <laughs> yeah, anyway, get in touch. Get in touch. Let's read the description. <laughs> yeah, I grew up watching Jim Carville play. He would have used the Mura wedges, Ooh. but he actually had a practice set of wedges, mm. same heads. Mm. You know, so if you were to get wedges, new wedges, I suppose then it's sort of... I'd never do that now. No, I don't I'm just like thinking, that idea because yeah. you, you need to know your wedge inside out, you know, you know that, what I like how it reacts. And yeah, do you spins. know what I like about my wedge and my wedges is that when I pick them up, the grip feels like my hands as well. So it nearly feels like home. It's like the groove of your hands. Are kind of <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know that way. And I, I know it sounds weird and everything, yeah. but like it is like I'm comfortable with that because I practice what I play yeah. with it, you know. So if you're looking at we, your, your average golfer, mm. driver, number one. Number two, probably having two rescues in the bag. Oh. Yeah, but that, is that not dependent on the fitting process that he go through with, with someone like you? Well, there's not many that can actually sort of launch a longer iron yeah. anymore well, if you find that your six five and four irons are all going the same distance mm. it's like four mile an hour you need to swing yeah you, you need long. to look at these these rescues and they're so yeah. easy to hit and you see they're going into more bags he's talking about King Garrity the other yeah. day like how he, he's longest iron is a six is that what you said five, five. five. yeah and he's straight into a rescue like he's a ball striker play, like, he's, yeah. he's he some striker the ball so like if you're playing once a week and you're trying to hit a four iron and stuff it's not yeah. going to work so driver wedges rescues higher lofted fairway woods if you're in them I think if you have a three wood Bennett Bennett those days are coming to those an end day, because the modern day five wood yeah. actually goes a good dig as well mm. what I see a lot a lot of time on the lesson tee people hitting their five wood past their three wood yeah mm. because they can get it up in the air Fifth, like even seeing some of the manufacturers ch- change the lofts in their three woods to get a little bit higher mm. uh, easier launch up in the air easy, easier to get spin consistency. <laughs> what that is basically is a ping phrase that you'll get the same amount of spin across the face yeah. the whole way and you're going to get the same kind of my distance my five wood is actually one of my favourite clothes yeah on my that back. G425 you have yeah. is great like yeah. in, in terms of 
And you put Someone a longer had, shaft in that as well. The longer one? Oh, you yeah, did, yeah. yeah. That, was, that, was, that was a great idea of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get a little bit more distance because you couldn't hit the three wood at the time. Now, you probably yeah. could now because you had the speed yeah. for it. Yeah. But do you need it? And then what, really I, like. what I'm seeing in some better players is, say, scratch golfers and stuff who has maybe a 100 mile an hour speed with a three wood, is the three wood going too far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the bridge that gap. Like the modern day three wood, it's mm. so much tech in there. You had a tree wood in your bag there yeah, a while ago. Yeah, and and oh like, my goodness, that thing's going too far. Like, yeah. And Dave playing with Dave, he has Shane's. Yeah. Oh, that's Donkey's year old, and he just hits. Wow. It so well, yeah. But this is where five woods and four woods kind of are becoming more popular with mm. a faster swinger of the golf club. It's amazing how the game has progressed so much that we used to have all these longer clubs in the bag. Mm to deal with distance and now we're actually with the golf ball and the tech in the longer clubs we're needing more shorter clubs big time you know, yeah and like we were seeing like look at that Arcos stat that I mentioned earlier mm. your four iron you don't use it mm-hmm. yeah that that club could be serving a purpose elsewhere you know don't use my 60 either you should just play with 11 clubs man isn't yeah. it isn't it it is well, where would you bridge what, what would you do if you say you took four iron out don't know rescue I, I find it very difficult for some reason to hit a rescue. Mm. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just finding the right one. Maybe it is. You you yeah, tested yeah. me on a few. Yeah, Titleist have a new rescue coming out. They look pretty cool. Yeah, mm. I'm yeah. just talking about that. But the the rescues they're kind of reaching their their point where you, there's not much change in them now. Yeah, the rescues are rescue. Actually, coming off quite hot off the face, aren't they? I think the G430 this year actually. They're trying to reduce the distance they go. Yeah, really. Yeah, mm. the four two five. They're getting uh, comments. They're going too far. Mm. So you don't want too much of a gap in between clubs either. Mm. You know, you need to have. I think this is where we're starting to do a lot more in Trackman in the studio, where people are look, coming in for gapping sessions to see yeah, yeah. where they need to. Uh, that that that's really in. like that's that is important. Yeah. yeah. So like like what we could do for you is to get you another wedge, but a different bounce and stuff like that to mm. to see if you're playing in different conditions. Like I have probably 18 clubs that I use that I kind of swap in and out depending on you're playing in the captain's around here you've 18 in the bag it's only illegal when you get caught though Uh, now there's another podcast we do how to cheat at golf (laughs) that's coming next that's coming next I've got a few ideas (laughs) a few things I've seen over the years yeah I've seen over the years yeah where was I Uh, yeah but having a few different gamers and stuff and Mm. but yeah, as in for different course conditions. Yeah, course yeah. conditions. Yeah, yeah. course Should, setups and remember stuff. Remember, Mickelson had two drivers in the bag in one of the matches. Actually, he had a mini, didn't he? No, no he had one to hit a two draw and one to hit a fade around Augusta. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. He might have won that year. I definitely became his usual top five. But um, what, uh, what about like the overlooked equipment? Like there's a lot of overlooked equipment. Like, like what? Gloves. Yeah. Shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, these, uh, these things make, these have made an impact on my game. Yeah, you're going like, for the, the low-hanging fruit there, aren't you? I really just am, because it. I think a lot of people just take a glove out of the bag and there could be holes in it. You know, it's glossy. They can, they're doing their hair in their gloves, <laughs> you know. <laughs> can I trade in this glove? You know, and... 
realistically, the globe is a globe is a point of contact on it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, see what, some guys coming in, it's black. You know, there's black. no no point. It's actually making it worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, having proper spikes and shoes, absolutely. Yeah, like, there's if you watch the YouTube channel, you'll notice that I was wearing a pair of shoes without spikes, and I was slipping a lot. Yeah, you know. So well, this time of year. No, this was in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've gone to spikes now. I've gone back to spikes. They were Big my difference. first spikeless, yeah, yeah. Like I think in the golf swing, if you're working on your game, you, you do use a lot of ground force. Mm. You know, it's better. Do they say it's better for your back though? I think no spikes. Is that I what it so. is? So if you suffer with your back, yeah. spikeless tend to be better. Um, yeah, so like that. There's some some nice ideas. Uh, you used to carry your bag as well. Yes, I did. And now you have uh, <laughs> yours electric trolley <laughs> that I'll never see again on on permanent loan. But like that 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 yeah. can be worth even if it's worth a quarter of a shot around. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, that was one of the up. first things you said to me. Mm. You said, yeah, well, I, stop I carry my bag a lot in right. the winter. Yeah. But I noticed there this summer I started sort of using a trolley and it was a big difference come the end of the round. Yeah, yeah there is like that and eating and staying hydrated. Yeah, the, the other thing is, and even your clothing, like during the winter, like you yeah. try, you need to get golf specific clothing. It's, you know, your compression tops and Proper stuff. Proper fitted stuff to swing in that you'd swing yeah. in. Yeah, it does make warm. a difference. Like, like, like these are really all like, people listening, like, oh, it doesn't make a difference. But it's all it these really small does, things. Like, you add up all that and it does. Mm. Uh, the one thing is funny about you the first time I played with it, it was absolutely team and rain and no Phil, Phil refuses you, to wear wet gear you always bring this so up so if don't there's you? any rep out there listening <laughs> so you need some uh, uh, lightweight the, the ping apparel rep might yeah, look after really. you who's he Colm <laughs> they're nice actually you have those I got you? the new suit you can barely oh yeah feels very light feel but, but feel waterproof I used it in Arclo yeah. But like, yeah, what, what is your version of to wearing wet gear? I'd have been the same as him. I'd, would I'd you? Would, yeah. You're just Waterproofs. too tough for wet gear. I'd buy the rain it's, it's, off it's not that, it's... It, it, I wore uh, waterproof trousers. I find it very difficult to swing in a waterproof jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I have... It does take miles an hour off your swing, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I remember, I'll never forget this. Irish Open in Portrush. Keegan Bradley played one year. And in the sort of practice days we went up to the range and it was like 20 degrees but the weather was to change mm. and he was there in full wet gear hitting balls almost practicing was practicing it? in wet gear in 20 yeah. degree seat and the caddy he was the caddy was throwing him balls but he was dipping it in a bucket of water yeah, first yeah. really so the ball reacts differently yeah. when it's wet yeah, yeah. take spin off it spin off it yeah yeah it's spin off yeah. it does yeah because yeah. there's a layer of moisture in the groove Actually, yeah, DeChambeau was, was doing that one time. The caddy was spraying, yeah, like from a, mm-hmm. a water kind of thing, and he was practicing hitting shots. So he like hit yeah. so that's something maybe I should have done over the years. Did you ever use the you know the rain grip glove, the foot yeah. I have? Mm-hmm. Like that can feel like you're wearing three gloves, but yeah. it makes some difference. But you do actually need to practice. Them. I have gloves in my bag, the foot joy ones for the winter. Oh, they're, they're, they're way too thick, though. They're so thick. I can oh, barely yeah. get my hands around the grips. Yeah, it's awful yeah. feeling. Um, oh, they, oh, the, the other thing I was thinking of was your rangefinder, right? So yeah, the difference yeah. between rangefinder to watch. So you, we were talking. Where was it somewhere you mentioned like there was a sixty-yard green somewhere in one of our par three 
uh, that we picked. But the difference between a GPS and a rangefinder, mm. a GPS gives you front, middle, and back. Fifth, yeah. we were talking about the fist and the heritage there. It's like a 60 yard yeah, ring. That's yeah, that's it yeah. there, yeah. Mm. So imagine if you have your watch on, and what the pin is up the back you know you're not really getting as much information as you could mm. if you had a laser I use both yeah, <laughs> yeah. and Arcos yeah Arcos it, like on, on the watch it tells oh, me from, do you from remember that back. time we were playing the 17th oh yeah, yeah and I was yeah. like it's probably one club wind and you said you look this is totally illegal by the way so you, yeah, you, you turn, you turn this information <laughs> off during <laughs> yeah. tournament round that'll be in our cheating golf podcast <laughs> How I love the way Darren Bernard's taking over the podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, what else is coming up next, Bernard? Yeah, okay, we've got to leave it there today because the lads are looking at me. Uh, the you said it's playing. Our cousin was telling you was playing with two, say two ten when yeah. it was physically playing one seven five. Mm. So I think I had three clubs extra and it ended up pin high. Yeah, sure, yeah the difference. Friday and Baltray, we stood in thirty five forty. And Arcos was telling us it was playing 690. Yeah. Where was uh, that? In Baltrae. Yeah, that's yeah, how much wind. wind there was, yeah. Jeez. But that's never, another thing about wind. Like, you play a hole into the wind. Say it's a two club into the wind. And then you turn around and play it downwind. Not it's always not easier. No. Not always easier, but it's actually different, isn't it? Like It doesn't affect... Playing into the wind, like if it's two clubs downwind, mm. like don't automatically go and grab two clubs less. Yeah, no. yeah. Playing into the wind hurts more than playing downwind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know what I mean. Yeah, like playing down. I find playing severe downwind. Now, when it's when it's actually blowing hard, is like a, it can be very slippery. Like you, you have less control oh, yeah, over the you, golf your ball. Your spin is gone. Yeah. yeah. So like, I sometimes playing into the wind is actually quite easy, a, a yeah. bit easier, like because you know that ball's going to pull up and stop. Yeah. Yep. You know more control. Yeah. yeah. It's like chipping into the wind. I always prefer chipping into the wind. Mm. Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that's an that's an interesting one. But like, I, it, the rangefinder was something that I wanted to bring up, and uh, why are rangefinders so expensive? Well, they've come down a lot in price, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you're going with the major brand, your Bushnell, you know they they're charging four fifty. Because I tell We've, you, what, I'd I'd pay less than a hundred euro for my rangefinder, and it tells me the same yardage. We have a couple in the we, shop there. Yeah, we got them in there at Christmas, or and you actually um, slope on them as well. Yeah, Zoom is a mm-hmm. but they're rechargeable. What? Oh, great. Whereas you're yeah. paying like 10 euro for the little CR2 battery yeah. for a Bushnell where these yeah. ones are, are rechargeable. Yeah. I think it was a 235, right? Yeah. So like Great good price. And like that, that can automatically, you know, just give you that, that, that edge and it's a great way to work. Even when you're practicing in your, here's actually another point. You go to a driving range and you laser the targets. The golf ball you're playing on a range. 70%, 80% ball. Yeah. What two one piece two piece it's a different ball that you might be playing so you need to sometimes take it with a not a pinch of salt a fistful of salt the distance is yeah. going sometimes yeah, yeah but there is ranges out there with good balls I like the balls at Nace oh, yeah, like the range at Nace is top class now and I it like really it there. is and it's a great atmosphere and good players and there. When the, you two, the, the, the family that are running the Fitzpatrick oh, yeah, they're golfers so it's, like, it's, it's a great uh, facility and uh, it's always nice 
in somewhere like the K Club of Mount Julia or something where you go into the range and, and the balls are sitting there in the tr- in the trash. Yeah, yeah, goes, oh, yeah, but they're, they're nice golf balls. Yeah, you're, you're just like, yeah, very nice. Very Fifteen nice. years ago, my bag would have been full of them, <laughs> <laughs> and now you just leave them there. Yeah. You know, I'm too good for this. <laughs> um, so, what golf ball do you play? Uh, the TaylorMade TP5X. And why did you choose that golf ball? Because they give them to me for free. <laughs> And plus because it's an outstanding quality golf ball. I've been using it for years, I'd say about 10 years there. Yeah. And uh, just find it very repeatable, great in the wind. Mm. Uh, it's not for everyone. You do no. need to have a certain kind of swing speed to, to get the to most spin out of the correct amount. Mm. If you were getting somebody who's maybe swinging at 90 miles an hour and not getting the... When you when you say that, sorry, are you talking about driver speed? Yeah, driver yeah, speed. Okay. Yeah, same driver speed to even below 100. You won't compress the ball enough. You're not going to get the speed to get the ball spinning enough. Mm. So it can go quite low and mm. lose distance that way. So this is where maybe they might go into the TP5, the non-X ball. Mm. Um, but Taylor made like you look at McElroy, look at the difference it made to him. But it, it is a thing that I don't like jumping around from. Golf balls. Golf balls, yeah. yeah. And this is where looking at your Wilson clubs and Wilson ball, definitely try it. Oh, yeah. But we'll have an open mind. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, when McElroy changed from to Nike, yeah, he struggled big time. Big time. Sure, we know Tiger was playing a Bridgestone ball all along. Oh, yep. Mm. Um, there's plenty. There's plenty of. I think when Sergio left TaylorMade, he went to Callaway. You know, couldn't Didn't play the golf ball. You know, mm. the only person really you see transitioning well was John Ram instantly. Mm. But. Uh, golf ball very personal thing so it really is like it really is would you ever do you do golf ball fittings or would that come in no it's probably something that I I should do a little bit more of all right because with Trackman there and like with the facilities there and nice like I think it's uh, I think it's something that that people should like get into a bit more maybe invest a little bit of time into it yeah because um it does make such a difference to your game. Yeah. You know, I like some balls are designed to spin more and go higher, go lower, mm. react differently. So you need to also like, enjoy the feel of it. You know, no one mm. wants, wants to chip with a DDH type of golf ball. You know, <laughs> with our top flies, <laughs> Max flies. Oh, God, wow. yeah. oh no, Max Fly was a good ball. Oh yeah, Max Fly Revolution. Revolution. Ball, yeah. I remember them. I, I hit one there a while ago. They, they feel pretty hard and horrible. Not a no, Revolution. Something else. Yeah, revolution was a bit And then the ball. A-10. There's an M3 tour. Oh, yeah. That was, was my era growing up. Yeah, I, was I used the Strata for a while. Remember that? Professional. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yeah. Did I think you think Callaway brought out a ball that's bigger? No. The Callaway oh, Max. Here's bigger. No, it is actually bigger. No. Certain, it has to be a diameter. Certain diameter surely. No, the, the rule is it can't be smaller than a certain amount. I was reading there the other day on Tom Watson. Did you see that thing on Twitter? No. He won four majors with illegal equipment. Illegal? Yeah. He won the Open and maybe the US Open one year. Remember the one he won Ryan Pebble? Yeah. His golf ball was too small. (gasps) No way. Yeah, the Ram Turbo. Yeah. Yeah, so after he won those two, it got banned. He got to keep the majors. And then like two or three years later, he was in Ram Blades and the grooves were illegal and he won two majors that year. So that's where the, that's the start of the 
where the small ball and the big ball or the big ball and the small ball came and did, then also the grooves did you know back in the day Nicholas used to be contracted to play different golf ball in different clubs either side of the pond yes, yes. isn't that mad yeah. isn't it and he just tucked to him just tucked to him just goes to show you how yeah. probably like a Slazenger were there was he a Slazenger man yeah, it was McGregor, McGregor, man. McGregor. Yeah, back then you didn't know any different yeah you know but one question that we got from a listener is and you're the perfect guy to ask is how how much difference does custom fitting make for an average 15 handicapper or is it just for low handicaps oh it's for I'd say even the higher handicap would benefit more from it Mm. a lower handicap will definitely benefit but they can adjust themselves much easier Mm to uh, clubs that they're using that's a great answer so it's so customizable from obviously length and lie angle and then you have different shafts that launch it high launch it low you yeah. have power spec you have different lofts you have different balance points in the face some to hit a higher some to go lower this is all irons I'm talking about even grips and stuff like that yeah. that guy coming in he playing he had massive XL, XL sized glove and he was wearing a standard or he had a standard grip and like fingers wrapped behind the yeah, top twice. he didn't know me better <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah now this is where it comes down to if we put uh, jumbo grip on a club it really ruins the uh, swing weight of the club so mm. we would need to then put some weights into the head to counteract that and so what we're kind of getting more into and nice kind of more customizing current clubs and mm. you know, getting them weighted right but uh, going into your fairway woods, there's so many shaft options that we have yeah. from from counterbalance shafts and a little bit more forgiveness. Because it, the thing is, like, somebody can buy clubs off eBay, buy, um, like, a second-hand market or just go in and grab off the shelf. And they, uh, yeah. and they can think their techniques off because they have this yeah. big snap hook, le- yeah. snap, uh, snap hook left. For like, it actually s- yeah. like, Ping have a 10 different lie angle option oh with the dots with the dots yeah 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 most companies are kind of have a tolerance of two and three degrees mm. so that's like ping are incredibly customizable uh, they kind of really lead that area they have they have from the start so what we're trying to do when somebody comes in for a custom fit is not change the swing at all adapt to the swing now mm. every now and again it comes up that someone's not getting better and generally when you, when you give them a club that should suit them what I recommend then is just getting a little bit of a lesson and going off and practicing yeah, and coming yeah. back and that, that, that's what happened actually when you when you yeah, came in that's exactly um, what happened and just like twice in the last two weeks yes, yeah, I yeah, sat yeah, in yeah. on that custom fit that, that was my next point like because sometimes when people like custom fitting it, it's so hyped up nowadays yeah that we're seeing these box retailers pop up with custom fitting and mm. stuff like that and you can get custom fit in lots of different places um, but Sometimes they're not PGA pros, like, yeah, and the reason, like, we, you you will actually send people away, and I think that's really important to work on their technique because you want them to play better golf. You're not talking about just ringing the cash register, yeah. Because if you help them short term, along with long term benefits for them and for you, like, that, that that's it. Like, I couldn't sleep at night if I if I just kind of sent someone out into, into oh, he's a great set of clubs for you. You're going to do great, and next thing they just kind of stall and don't get any better yeah. it doesn't really bode well for repeat business obviously would you <clears throat> obviously rather the golfer swinging well for a custom fit but say they came in and they were missing uh, hitting a 7 iron and they're hitting a 20 yards right at target consistently 
do you begin to look then at more say upright clubs definitely yeah yeah, yeah. so you, so you're you're putting them in clubs to fit around their swing yeah yeah uh, ideally that's it you know, i don't i don't want to change somebody tech someone's technique in a custom fit session yeah so having that different lie angle if we're like ryan's talking about getting more upright mm. makes the ball go a little bit more to the left uh is is the the answer to working with someone's swing mm. and then we see with the modern drivers as well that they're so customizable around mm. the hosel that um, shaft adapter can help straighten things out the the new uh, Stell 2.0 and the ping drivers and the Titleist drivers are all movable weight technology in it as well to help draws and fades mm. so you know, you're definitely going to get something out of it but my view is like get the absolute maximum out of it and sometimes it involves sending them off to work on something to come back two yeah. or three weeks later to get it absolutely spot on yeah uh, better than just putting a plaster on it you just want to fix the that's, whole problem that's that's my whole point like yeah. you know I think yes you can improve their game by getting custom fit but yeah. and I think that this it's not just me it's I think it's it's what we're taught as, as PGA pros in our training that you need to look after your customers and your members to, to the, the utmost and give them the best mm. possible advice you have a duty of care to your customers mm. that you're not just trying to sell them what's on the shelf yeah basically on the shelf is wallpaper sets is what that's called and it's just to give them an idea of what they're going to get yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sell two or three sets of those a year they just happen to kind of fit the, 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 the mold but or you might go into some bigger retailers and they just want to sell you what's on, on the floor they, there got, they got to shift product because they've, they got, yeah, they've got a lot yeah. of it sitting there and fair play to them they, but I don't think you're going to get the same level of care from a high street store than you're going to get off your mm. local PGA Pro and we're all trained to very high standards mm. across the board and the trainings that, that Ryan's getting is even better than the one I got and Gary Shaw as well he's with me so really the PGA Pro can be very competitive in price they can give you better trade yeah, prices as well so. that's 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 another thing because uh, most of the time like the, the the cost is taken off when you buy you know so is that correct say that again so if, if if I decide to buy the clubs off you, you're not going to charge me for the fitting. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't charge for fittings though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, why why would you buy it off it, the shelf? I do have it on, on my website that you, you pay for the fitting, but it, it comes off. Um, That's a, yeah. it comes off the total price of the yeah, clubs. So and, why would you pull it off the shelf? Like, yeah, you know, you're doing yourself no favors by pulling it off the shelf. If you are serious about buying, get custom fit because you're going to get something that's tailored to you that isn't going to cost you any more. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's something no I did brainer. growing up. I would have done a lot of sort of eBaying in the past and buying sort of two and three sets a year. Yeah. And all of a sudden you find you've spent the same amount of money yeah. on these yeah. as you would have on a, on a custom fitted set. And you need to get them changed. The yeah, angles you think you're saving change, money. Yeah. But did you're you, really not. Did you ever get a fake club off eBay? Couple. I saw an M4 a couple of years ago. <laughs> the animator big for it. It must be copied quite yeah, easily. I think they're easily copied with their but graphics. It, it was, it, you struggle to get the carbon to a, there. To a trained eye, I, you'd see the, the finish, even finish lines, is a little yeah. bit off. Even the grip can be a bit different on the, mm. the shaft for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of grips, yeah. my grips absolutely disgust you guys. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say yesterday? You can see your reflection in the- <laughs> Yeah, it was doing my quiff in your, your, your reflection of your grip. How, was that, how, uh, that's shiny. How does that, like, that, that does play a part. 
Yeah, well, if if it's not tacky and you, you've mm. lost that kind of substance on the outside of it, you're going to grip it tighter. Mm. So that's going to make your muscles and your shoulders and your arms and chest yeah. hold on to it, especially in bad weather that we might it's play in so this time true. of year. So you won't be moving as freely as you possibly could. Yeah, uh, It's a funny one that you don't notice it until yeah. somebody points it out a lot of the yeah, time and that you, you actually you really hold don't. on to it yeah. but yeah. like you are uh, unique and anomaly <laughs> when I when I go uh, <laughs> Phil your footer grip is like totally worn like I don't want to change it I like it yeah. now there's part of that that I kind of like that you're just used to it you know it you don't yeah. want to change for the sake I of change I use it enough like yeah. Yeah. but definitely it, it, like doing like a I'd be an SCT on your clubs at the yeah, start of the year is a great idea mm. where like the, this I think new it's Loft and Lie machine yeah. we have coming in is going to be like really cool because if you practice a lot especially in driving ranges Lofts move your Lofts can move especially if they're we say like soft type of Mizuno or yeah. Titleist yeah because so like or, coming from like speaking uh, metal actually reverts back so you might get your like you might send them off to get two degrees stronger three degrees stronger whatever um, for spin characteristics or whatever like to bring the spin down yeah. when you're custom fitting that even though it's bent that metal will because the way it's cast and forged and molded it will want to go back to its normal position over time uh, I'm not sure I think I'd say is. more like you had a 20,000 got like, I think like, like I'd be really interested to actually do your um, tailor made like um, your 7 iron probably because, like, how iron. many shots you hit a lot of the range like, especially you have that concrete base underneath mm, it yeah probably my 8 iron is the most I remember a guy at home using Mizuno's and he would have practiced with his 7 iron a lot like mm. thousands of balls he had the black spot in the middle of him and he mm. finally got his gappings done and his lofts done and his 7 iron was basically the same as his 8 iron mm. you know and it actually moved two, three degrees. Well, like imagine if your seven iron's gone two degrees weak mm-hmm. and your eight iron's gone two degrees strong. Yeah, that's it's a same mix, box. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see that? That's yeah. It's so. And this, this is coming again. You know, drilling down to a granular level on it. It is, but like golf, <laughs> golf's all about that. Yeah, golf is all yeah, about. Don't like, leave anything to chance. Yeah, because like you can stay there hitting balls all the time, but like if you're hitting, if you want to keep up in today's game and compete you've got to have the equipment that you can compete with because guys are using that mm. like the better guys are using good equipment and they're they've custom fit clubs they've got all that they've got all the performance stuff that you need mm. you yeah. know and, and technology has evolved a lot yeah in the yeah. last past number of yeah, years even like, like me shifting drivers like the difference yeah is unbelievable the difference like, of speed, yeah. it's just unreal like you know it's yeah, it's a it's an evolution thing, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Yeah, either go with it or get left behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I was, if I had like only a few quid to spend, where would you say to put my money? How much is a few? Let's say two grand. Two. <laughs> <laughs> is that a lot? <laughs> oh, Phil, Phil, Phil. <laughs> Let's say money? let's say you've got five hundred quid to spare. There we go. That's what I, was <laughs> yeah. I don't move in the same circles as you, Phil. Yeah, you've got five hundred quid to spend. Five hundred quid to spend. A good second-hand driver. Yeah. Possible regrips. Yeah. New wedge. That could take you to five hundred. Yeah. Mm. Maybe get a couple of dozen, dozen golf, golf balls. balls. Yeah. Mm. 
Definitely. And if you've got two grand to spend, come and see Bernard for a custom fit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I, 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 I what didn't think you got two five grand to spend, Phil? What you like? <laughs> I didn't think two grand was that much for like a bag of equipment, rangefinders, all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, rangefinders. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, you think it's the cost of golf? Like, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic here. But like. you, you came into it from a, a standing start. You know, yeah. Last year, you okay. I need everything. You need your bag. You need yeah. your rangefinder yeah, yeah. and GPS, all the wedges, putter. Mm. So like a big investment for you. It was, yeah. But like, it, it's amazing to see how far you've come from eighteen to to five or six mm. in less than a year yeah and it's interesting to see you know how we can progress you even further yeah the next you know, stage playing here in the heritage playing with Ryan and seeing what he does mm. um, embarrassing you at pro yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing like you, you need to look at all these areas you know to get down to that's the scratch handicap yeah that you know, you're, you're trending in the right way. I am, yeah. You're not leaving anything to chance. No, uh, no. It comes down to practicing properly and knowing yardages mm. and that your bad shot with a seven iron only goes a few yards shorter or longer mm. than... I think that's key. Yeah. Whoever misses best. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's not so about key. how good the good shots yeah. are around. Yeah. It's yeah. how bad the bad shots are, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then looking at your ARCOS data and it might need to really kind of look... F- deep into that like where is it is it missing it right remember we did yeah. that lesson and you were great out of the rough and poor off the fairway mm. we had to change your backswing around and that was mid-season so a lot of this stuff that yeah. we don't need to do like during the year during the playing year you know you, you have it sorted this time of year mm. uh, and you know how to fix it and that, that's one of the big things that what it, we don't that want is, is that having lots of solutions to the problem is not the answer mm. Uh, I was a better golfer as an amateur because I didn't know enough about the technique. Mm. So I go pro and I can't play anymore because I've got so many thoughts going on yeah. that oh, I know more about the golf swing than ever <laughs> and I can't get the ball in the air because I can't stop thinking of technique. Yeah. You say yeah. this to me and I find myself going down that rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. You're going I, to read I, a lot I'm of books in the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of our job to kind of get you out of it. And, like this is what you think of. This is important. And that, that's what. Imagine if I knew more. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's why when when you're giving me a lesson or something like that, you're like, no, that, that that's, yeah, so, that, sometimes that's enough. That's yeah, enough sometimes for today. you ask me a question, and I'm like, I'll get that back to you on that. Yeah, yeah, that's enough for today. Let's just work on that, there, Phil. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. please stay quiet. And like there was probably a time I would have told you the answer to that, but like you, you, you progress as a, as a yeah. coach as well over time. Yeah, you've experienced like you've you've obviously brought along a lot of players, helped them improve and stuff like that. So it is. Yeah, it's great to see people improving and. Yeah. One of the best things that you do is that after a lesson you go out and practice it. Yeah. A, a frustrating thing as a pro, and somebody comes and they go straight into the car after the lesson and don't ingrain it. And look, people, you have to understand that that they don't have time to practice, mm. family, work commitments. Yeah. So it, it's working around that mm. the person as well to get the most out of the lesson. I feel like you do have to practice. If you're not, it's not that I'm doing you an injustice. It's like I'm doing myself an injustice. I know the answer to this problem. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, I know it. Yeah. You know. And given the tools to fix it like go do it like. it's hard to change a habit or a pattern Some, I've heard somewhere before yeah. that it takes 4,000 shots to get a, a new change into the swing mm. whether you're going you want to go steeper to flatter or vice mm. versa um, plenty of swing like I think you mentioned it the other day you have like a French doors at home 
Yeah. And you look at your reflection. That's He's one, listening of, to that's one of the best. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, that's one of the best ways to practice. Mm. Slow mo. No, remember reading Tiger doing like 30 seconds back, 30 seconds through. Wow. Well, 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 I couldn't do a slow motion swing. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd your body just want to lay? You stand behind me now. Bring it up to the top slow. Whoa. You <laughs> nearly took my head off. <laughs> Dangerous game, <laughs> coaching Phil. <laughs> but uh, yeah, practicing that, and then like little things like the swing, swing guide. Oh yeah, some of the training aids. Yeah, yeah, um, very interesting. We might leave that for another one. Yeah, though. that was that's an interesting little. Uh, There's so many at the minute. Yeah, really new one on route. It's going to be oh, a game yeah, changer. New one on route. The guy I coach is absolutely like obsessed with training aids. <laughs> really, yeah. we can almost you do a podcast on that. I like I, I like that swing guide. I like the um, what's it called? The ball between the arms. Um, oh yeah, the tour striker. The tour striker Love is it. a class one. Yeah. I always like the DST compressor. You did mention that. What's that? Oh, with the shaft bend in the yeah, wrong way? Yeah, yeah, shaft, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always thought that was just a broken clothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was an expensive buy, all right. But yeah, it does work. So, but there's a lot of crap ones out there as well. That, yeah, there is, yeah. yeah. With the way the Ryan compresses the ball, that works. Yeah. I don't know a lot. You hit it pretty low, so like, yeah. going, if you went and practiced like DST, compressor would make you worse, you know? So. But... I did hit it very high at one stage. Yeah, okay. And sort of just flipped after. Yeah, come to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's the magic two words? Dynamic loft. It is, isn't yeah. it? You're kind of a master at that. Love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, swing planes, my new number. I'm looking at. It. Oh yeah. yeah, I was looking at swing plane uh, training aids last night. Oh, it's a swing plane number it's and track number. man. Yeah. How much routine? I, I know he's talking about Trackman, but I'm not. I don't have Trackman. I'm it's more than it. yet. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's a Trackman rep, listen. <laughs> it's more the angle of your shaft coming through impact. Angle of my shaft coming. So through. generally, the higher the swing plane number, the more manipulation you're going to see. What I was saying. You were talking to you, about that in the video yeah. that we were doing. What I don't like seeing a my swing. Do you know what I was telling you about the seventeenth? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Much rotation. Yeah, and when I do slow motion swings, I see where the club should be and I then can feel in my swing where I'm manipulating it mm. so this this new one I have coming now the gem really cool you seem very excited very yeah, yeah. it's going to be a game changer for us all yeah, yeah. really yeah, yeah. We'll all be it's basically, basically a weight that you hang kind of at the grip end quite heavy and if you start rotating the club too much it starts to wobble I've seen this I've got the feel now yeah yeah sort of didn't really understand it but yeah yeah okay this is gonna be good because it throws the, the weight of the club off but yeah it's an interesting one yeah that is it is because nah, interesting wow exciting we could literally continue talking for hours yeah but we're gonna leave it there yeah Bernard Thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, thanks very yeah, much again. Pleasure. What this podcast was about, I don't know. I'll name it after this fact. But thank you for listening. Three guys in a room in the heritage. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. I hope you got something out of that. There's plenty there to kind of delve into. And uh, Ryan, pleasure as always. We'll talk soon, I'm sure. Take care. See you guys. Bye.